0: Oh, 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 oh,
1: Celebrate Happiness Roadshow podcast. I'm Sandra M. Coming to you from Santa Fe, New Mexico, the land of enchantment. I interview people from all parts of the world about what happiness means to them. What are they in love with? In each episode, we'll give you a key to happiness to include in your life. And of course, we'll play a happy tune from my live Celebrate Happiness Roadshow. A smile doesn't cost you anything. Today we're
2: talking with Benny Watson. Benny is an active performing musician in San Francisco Bay Area, California. He plays piano and keyboard instruments, sings, composes music, accompanies singers and other instrumentalists, and plays in a wide variety of musical situations from nightclubs, restaurants, private events, dances, memorials, churches, and just for fun. He has recorded five CDs and is currently recording his original music and songs for a legacy project. Welcome, Benny. I'm excited to talk to you about happiness.
3: Thank you, Sandra. It's good to be here.
2: Yes, yes. And so we have worked together in the past, and I'm really excited to start out with the question I ask everybody is, what makes you happy in life?
3: I, I think that probably one of the big sources of happiness in my life is my family. I have um, mm. uh, four children uh, and five granddaughters. So that's oh. the source of a lot of satisfaction and, and happiness for me. Also, I enjoy fairly robust, good health. I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> but, uh, yes. So that's, that's an important thing for me.
2: Yes, yes, five grandchildren. Wow, what are their ages?
3: Uh, from age four up to 17 now. Yeah, they're getting up there. So, uh, yeah, so I, I like to say, uh, I have a terrible joke. Uh uh-huh. Five five Tell girls, us. so that the uh, society can thank me because those five girls <laughs> will get paid what four four boys would get paid. That's a terrible joke. <clears throat> In fact,
0: no, I think terrible. it's fantastic.
3: <laughs> anyway, go on. How are yes.
2: you? Yes, doing? I'm doing really well. I enjoy. Uh, Living in Santa Fe, and you're out there in Oakland, California. Is that correct?
3: Correct. Yes, yes. And, and it's so I. To today mm-hmm.
2: Okay, but I understand that Oakland is a highly creative place. Lots of great music uh, and many other creative art installations and things of that nature seem to come out of Oakland. Uh, Even going back to who is that woman who said a rose is a rose is a rose? Gertrude Stein, right? She was in Oakland. Right. So how do you feel about living in Oakland
3: as a musician? Oakland is is, is nicely located in the Bay Area. The Bay Area surrounds the San Francisco Bay, uh, and so Oakland is – Actually, Oakland was the terminus of the uh, railroad going west, and uh, armaments and things like that during World War II were actually brought to Oakland first, and then transshipped from there. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, um, I like Oakland because it is diverse, uh, and uh, and uh, we have good uh, uh, weather here. And then I like to give mm-hmm. my San Francisco friends, we also have good parking here. <laughs>
0: yes, right. <laughs> it's so true. So, yes, yes, yes.
2: And anyone who has looked for a parking place in, <clears throat> excuse mm-hmm. me, in San Francisco, I mean, you can't even find one, right? I mean, that's
3: well, the truth it's of it. Well, becoming, it's becoming more and more uh, 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 expensive and uh they're running it later. I, they're trying to discourage uh, the use of private cars and more for uh, uh, using public transportation. So, in fact, I have a steady gig that I'm going to be playing tonight in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And uh, I take the bard And uh, I catch the last oh. station out of West Oakland. And then i get off at the first station in San Francisco and walk up to my gig. And then uh, at the end of the night, i walk back down. And I can take any train then that's going east uh, without necessarily having to worry about where the ultimate destination is. And it's kind of maybe a metaphor for my life. I like the idea of just being able to take the next train through and, uh, you know, and being able to get to my destination. You know, I was born in 1945, and so I've been thinking a lot about aging and and what makes me happy and things like that, and, and, uh, uh, you know, even looking at what I call inflection points in my life, how did I end up being a musician when really, in fact, I wasn't a supremely gifted musician, but it did suit my personality who I am as a person Uh, so Uh uh, I've been looking back now and uh, uh, on uh, well I read a book I loved reading I think reading is important Mm -hmm. to happiness certainly for me Uh, I I I looked up some uh, uh, synonyms for happiness exhilaration, bliss, delight enjoyment Good fortune, cheerfulness. Yes, yes. Pleasure, contentment, joy, to be pleased and glad. Uh, and, I, and I think about you know people in my children's generation that use the word you know, oh, it's awesome dude. Well, if you've right. been to the Grand Canyon, <laughs> if you've been to the Grand Canyon, that's awesome if you look at a, uh-huh. a beautiful beautiful sunset that's awesome if you look at these uh pictures from the James Wood telescope that when you realize what you're seeing are galaxies upon galaxies i mean the milky way is a galaxy and then we look out in the past and we see oh my goodness just endless 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 so to me that that's actually a a source of joy that that uh uh people have worked together to create this wonderful instrument that we can look into the past because that's exactly what it's doing is looking at light that's very old and and uh mm-hmm. yeah, so things like that and I play music and I'm lucky to play music it's brought me very, that's very amazing. good fortune, you know. Could you tell us some of the good
0: fortunes?
4: Join Sandra M for her live performance of the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow, a toast to love and happiness in life uninhibited musical adventure guaranteed to awaken your happiness vibe. Celebrate with upbeat rhythms, love songs, and fun stories some told by you in the audience. Sandra's musical guest and accompanist Todd Lowry sings his hopeful and happy originals. To book Sandra M. and the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow email Sandra at SandraMcKnight.com Celebrate happiness with Sandra M.
3: Tell us some of those good fortunes. Well, the people that I surrounded me with, as I said, uh, my predilection Mm -hmm. was that as kind of an introspective child, somewhat, I mean... I grew up mm-hmm, in Wichita, mm-hmm. Kansas, between a couple of rivers, and I thought I was Tom Sawyer or Huck Finn or somebody <laughs> like that. But, but you know, yeah. so I I was a, a let's say it this way, a boy's boy that way. You know, loved to ride my mm-hmm. bicycle and and go to the park, and but at the same time, I was kind of a a dreamy child, I think, a little bit. You know, I was the youngest of mm-hmm. uh, three three boys, and, and uh, um, my dad was had kind of a predilection towards philosophy, even though he was in the uh, grocery business. My mother was mm-hmm. a very practical woman raised on a farm in, in Oklahoma, and she was the one that taught me to use a hammer and a screwdriver and a paintbrush and things like that. And she was also the person that sat beside me on the Piano bench and said practice and counted and did the kind of things yeah. that you have to do as you're coming up in a as a budding musician. So uh, I I've been blessed with good fortune, you know.
2: Yes, yes. And you followed your dreams. It seems to me you followed your purpose, your sense of. You said to me uh, in this just a minute ago. You said I. I wasn't the best musician in the beginning, although I can attest, having worked with you uh, and listened to you play, that you are an outstanding musician. Maybe not in the beginning, but certainly now. And so I can attest to that. You're welcome. You're welcome. But then you somehow followed your heart or you just knew that you wanted to be a musician. Is that correct? Somehow it was just the right thing for you is what you said, could you expand on that a little bit?
3: Well, per- it made you happy have- or what well, okay, so I was also brought up in a very very practical sense. my parents were both children of the uh of the depression uh, uh, mm-hmm. so i i I worked from a young age i I cut grass for my neighbors when I was 10 and 11 and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but by the time I got into high school, I was playing dance jobs with, uh, well, I grew up in Wichita, but then my last two years of high school, we moved to McPherson, Kansas, which at that time was a town of 10,000. Now it's, oh, it's fluffed up. It must be clear up to 12,000 now. Anyway, so I I say that kind of in jest, but
2: Right, with right. My high,
3: with my high school band director, uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. even a member of the band. I was in the high school chorus and in the uh, madrigal group and stuff like that. But anyway, we played dance jobs and we played all over the Bay Area, ah, not Bay Area, pardon me, all over the area where I was living. So I would be you would travel to the next small town Mm -hmm. and play at the uh, VFW and that kind of thing. So I kind of just came into playing music professionally uh, kind of in a left-handed way. It was just a very practical thing to do. As I said, my dad was a a grocer and he was working as a manager for uh, a man who owned three stores. So, of course, they enlisted me to uh, work in some of the stores if they were short-handed. i got the call and had to travel to galva or lindsburg uh, mm-hmm.
0: or wherever mm-hmm.
3: and 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 uh, be the uh the sub guy well compared to playing music and how much it paid right and the satisfaction of it that was real work uh it did satisfy mm-hmm. me on a certain level because one of the things you can do with a grocery stores when you stock a shelf at the end of the day it's done now with music it's kind of never done unless you make recordings and stuff like that but uh uh, you know so i went on to college to be a music education major that proved not to be the case for me i just uh it wasn't in the cards for me. That was the Vietnam War mm-hmm, era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, right. I spent a lot of time actually in college, frankly, dodging the draft. I ended up as, yes, a of conscient- I, as a conscientious objector and did two years of alternate service up in Seattle, Washington, which was where my, both of my sons were born. Then I have a stepson mm-hmm. and a daughter. So from my two marriages. So um,
2: I, I applaud you. I, I totally <laughs> applaud you as a conscientious objector. And, you know, I think that goes along with the concept of just really, you know, even in the Bible, I'm not sure exactly where in the Bible, but it's quoted, the peace and justice cannot actually be available to humans unless there's joy. So they they talk about it as peace and justice and joy. You have to have joy in order to have peace and justice in the world. And I just think that goes along with the whole concept of not fighting, not being in a war all the time, and etc. etc. I, I you know being happy to me has a larger sensibility to it. I really do believe that happy people people who sort of follow their heart and have a happy heart make happier choices in life and that sort of leads them into understanding the world from a different perspective and being kind to other people and having compassion for yourself and compassion for other people I guess I'm on my soap opera box here so what do you think am I on the right track you know what? or
3: what are your ideas that's well. That's it exactly. And, and uh, uh, as I said, I, I'm I'm in more of a ripe. Uh, I guess I'm in truly in old age at this point. I was born in 1945. I'll let all of your listeners mm-hmm. do the math. Uh, <laughs> I, I work in a very youth-oriented business, but at the same yes. time, my skill set now is at the at its height, I'm at, and mm-hmm. the thing is, is it doesn't have to stop, I mean, uh, uh, right. I, talk, I talk with my uh, um, friends and, and people that I coach, singers and such, I mm-hmm. say, what mm-hmm. we're dealing with is attention, so if you sing a song and the song lasts for three and a half minutes or four minutes or five minutes, then what you want to do is, is work on being present for those three and a half or five minutes. And then you can think about what's for dinner or do I need to get the car serviced or whatever about that. But in those three to five minutes, you're Attention is focused on what is the song, what is the lyric, what is the melody, what am I trying mm-hmm. to say through that? Now, see, I, I have a bigger view of, of what a musician does, which is I, I believe that we're sending out positive vibrations out into the universe. Right. And that uh, yes. maybe plan, plan someone on another planet, which is almost a statistical certainty, would be yes. if they could listen to us and go, "Oh well, they're not all just about wars and killing and uh, it's, it's so much sadness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on TV and things like that and And I've been looking at. Uh, people who do who do i want to model my life after you know like willie nelson or tony bennett or even clint eastwood or woody allen or Mm -hmm. duke ellington who Mm -hmm. who played right up till his last days on the road jane fonda oh my goodness lily tomlin the rolling stones paul mccartney
4: We invite you and yours this October 2023 for an intimate 14-day happiness journey to Bhutan, the lost kingdom of happiness. Experience the magnificent beauty, magic, and mystery of this ancient culture that calculates the gross national happiness of its people. Happiness, Bhutan style, is an adventure of a lifetime. For our itinerary, go to BhutanLostKingdomTours.com and click on Special Packages. Celebrate Happiness with Sandra M.
3: One of them that I thought about a lot is this guy, Pablo Casals. My sweetheart plays cello. And Pablo Casals had a, a couple of great lines. One is the... He he got up every day and he played the Bach cello uh, uh, suites, one of them. Or he'd be and they'd go, well, why do you do that? I mean, you know, you're. He goes, well, I'm beginning to get it. (laughs) I really love that. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I keep practicing because I'm beginning to finally get it. And then he goes, we must work. We must all work. To make the world worthy of its children, and I think that oh. here we are. I mean, yes. we're the older generation now. It's going very fast. Uh, this the, yes, the yes, age yes. we're in with with uh, 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 the methods of communication, and we never, I don't think, really envisioned how much people would jump into that with with negativity with dishonesty
0: yes
3: with with yes. Uh, uh uh malice and such so i think it's very important for us as the older generation and i put that in quotes because i don't feel old i feel like i'm still the same no. person i was inside when i was you know, in my teens and 20s, except I'm a little more accepting of myself. I'm a little more yes. like, mm-hmm. you made a mistake, okay, move on, you know, okay, or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you're in the studio and you make a mistake, you go, hold it, roll back, let's do it again until you get it, yes. you know, so, or or we can go back and and uh my friend john who is is my engineer, and I could see the notes on a screen on a <laughs> go oh that little one over there take that one out that's that was you know my finger just happened to hit the key, you know, but <laughs> wasn't intentional right. um so anyway i i I'm seeing that in in my older age, and I'm thinking that I do have a uh, the idea of a legacy, something I want to live leave to my granddaughters uh, uh, that what, I want could, my, excuse
2: me a my, moment my, I have a I'm question
3: sorry.
2: when you t- <laughs> no, no, I love what you're it's saying. I coffee. just want to clarify something <laughs> right so. a, no no, but I just think I want to just clarify when you say legacy, uh could you tell me what that really means to you
3: Well, what I have done is. Uh, ever since I was in high school, I have composed Mm -hmm. songs, but I came up being very self-effacing and, oh, I can't be Uh an artist, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. So I would make songs, but they have existed only either in my mind or in situations where I go and play Stuff like that, and uh, or if I'm playing solo, I perform some of them.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I want them mm-hmm. to be heard. So the way they're going to be heard is by me recording them, and then being able to disseminate them. And I have recorded a lot of them solo, but now I want to expand on them more with with my friends who are. I have some wonderful musician friends who are great artists and uh uh you know and so mm-hmm. I'm I'm having them join me. Uh mm-hmm. they're not doing it for free. I'm paying them. I pay for the right, studio. Right. So so in other words one could say and rightly so that it's a vanity project. But on the other hand um I feel they're worthy and so by gum, you know, hey I Want Absolutely. To please, please myself, so that at the end of the day I feel happy because I can go back and listen to it and say, you know, you did some good work there. This is, this sounds right. great. This is rock and also your this children. Is,
0: you, well, that
2: yeah, and, and, and your children and other people will be able to listen to your music, your creativity. And the fact that it made you happy, it's going to make other people. I love this concept that you have come up with, that when we play music, it's really sound vibration going out into the universe. And it doesn't even have to have lyric. I mean, the lyrics are not even, it's just the sound really just uplifts the heart and the sensibility of, of a human being. You know, at one time I worked with people who were catatonic, and um, this is when I was in college, and I was doing dance work with catatonic people, helping them to sort of find any kind of connection to other people. And so one of the things that I was told is that the waltz, the, the music, the rhythm of the waltz is not offensive to the catatonic mindset and they actually will be moved by that rhythm of the waltz. I just—I That's many, many years ago, and I can still remember that, just the idea of the rhythm of the waltz. No lyrics, just the sound and the rhythm. So I, I think you're absolutely right on with that.
3: Oh, well, thank you very much. I mean, I was thinking to myself, well, the waltz just makes me capital.
0: <laughs> <I'm>
3: saying, <laughs> yes, no, right. I, I just
0: No, no, I, I mean, just. What? No, but you can sit down
2: and play the piano and all of a sudden okay. you're in another world. Yes, yes.
3: Well, well, so you know there's two elements of music that I think we need to and you mentioned one of them, which is sound, which is vibration. But the also the equally important is, uh, issue in music is silence. That is the 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 between the notes sound, and uh, um, mm-hmm. uh I you know I think those are that's it. You can say there's good music, there's bad music. what define good music is that that's played well with heart and soul, Bad music might mm-hmm. be music that was i I don't know bad music. I, I don't even want to entertain that necessarily right. I'm more right. I'm more interested in the positive, but I think uh, as far as happiness that uh, look look to our center, who are we really try and surround ourselves with people of good cheer who are telling us the truth so that if we're in the studio and something isn't up to snuff that that our good friend would say you know let's do it again that ain't that's not you that's not good enough you know uh um this is not uh, none of this is a panacea for anxiety and depression and struggle and and uh and looking at the world realistically and everything like that but it can and I have a friend who was playing in a nightclub, playing solo mm-hmm. piano. Actually, in a in a in a lobby of a of a of a uh, hotel. And mm-hmm. after about mm-hmm. an hour, this couple came up to him and they said, "You know, this last hour listening to your music was the most peace that we've had for the past month because our son just passed away." And so oh. it's that. It's that thing that we can do that we don't even know that we might be affecting somebody or something just by doing it because this is what we do. We do it with sincerity. We do it with passion. We do it with a cheerful heart. We do it with joy in our heart that we're pleased to be where we are because we get to do something that we love to do. And I know you love to make these podcasts and, and power to you, my gum. There you go.
2: Thank you. All right.
3: I have nothing And that is a fabulous say. way to
2: <laughs> – well, it is a fabulous way to close. I want to thank you so much, uh, Benny. I mean, I look forward to seeing you soon out in Oakland. And thank you so much.
3: Thank you, Sandra. My pleasure.
1: Key to happiness number seven. Breathe deeply. You're tense, your shoulders are tight, and you feel as though you just might lose it. We all know that feeling.
4: Instinct may tell you to take a long, deep breath to calm yourself down. When you feel stressed, work through these steps. Close your eyes. Try to envision a happy memory or a beautiful place.
1: Take a slow, deep breath in through your nose on a count of four. Slowly breathe out through your mouth or your nose on a count of four. And repeat this process several times until you start to feel yourself calm down. Thank you
2: for tuning in to celebrate happiness with us. And before we go, again, I'd like to thank today's guest, Benny Watson, for sharing his happiness story. Share your happiness story on the Celebrate Happiness Roadshow oh. podcast by emailing
1: oh. me, Sandra, at Sandra oh.